Hey guys, this is Daniel White, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. And today's guest is Rachel McKinney, tour manager. Enjoy. Welcome to an episode of the Future Podcast. I just want to say that this guest, I don't say her, right now, her name yet, but she brought pizza. And for all future guests, you need to bring pizza for me <laughs> and Jacob to enjoy. And she also she brought us coffee from Caribou. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Caribou. If you want to sponsor us later, let us know. Anyways, um, Rachel. Hey. What's going on? How's it going? My good friend from many years. Long and, time. Yeah, how's today? Really good. Yeah. I got to go um, visit my friend's baby for the first time. Shout out Coop. Yo, shout Ryan out Ryan and Ryan Madison. All those, those the homies. Yeah, he's That's really awesome. cute. So yeah, just, just, been, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Just cool. resting up uh, for your your big day Monday. Yeah, flying um, out to Montana. Yeah, cool. So this is a little different from our um, traditional interviews of creatives. This is a creative thing that she's doing, but in a different way. She's a tour manager. Uh, of a band, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, super awesome band. I actually have listened to them. I don't oh, know if you good! You're not just not. saying Yo, that. I actually listened to Name them. Name three of their songs. That's that I can't do. <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, so I thought this would be really cool and kind of different from the norm because um, I think that's something that people probably think they know about, but they probably don't know about all yeah. the shit that you go to. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people go to see live shows, but they don't necessarily know what goes on, you know, behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah, they're stressing yeah. out and stuff. Yeah. But cool. So, <laughs> Let's jump back in time. Uh, so tell us about your upbringing yeah. um, and all that kind of crap. So, yeah, I was uh, born in Thomasville, yeah. uh, raised in High Point, grew up there, spent a lot of my youth days at the Palladium with you. Yes. Shout out to that. You mooching McDonald's <laughs> off of me. Um, but yeah, so I uh, just yeah, went to high school here, then I ended up going to college at Appalachian State, and that's kind of where I started to get involved in the music industry. Yeah, it was, I mean, I had always been going to uh, shows, though, in, in high school and stuff. I remember a huge, like, pivotal moment for me, like, kind of seeing there was more to just going to shows was when my sister and I went to go see uh, Caged Elephant. Nice. And, yeah. Um, yeah, at the Orange Peel in Asheville. And we went, and they had this killer band open for them, and we went to go to the merch table afterwards to talk to them, and their drummer started, you know, just chatting us up and he was super cool. He got us like a signed, you know, CD from all of them. And it was so cool. And I remember asking them, you know, Oh, can I find you guys on Facebook? And this is like 2007 or 2000. I don't know. Just, you know, Facebook hadn't really taken off. Yeah. yeah. yeah, People were still on MySpace. Like what the hell is Facebook? (laughs) So, um, I was like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe you guys don't have a Facebook. So I went home. I'm 16 years old. I go and just make them a Facebook Yeah. and it ended up blowing up. Cause I guess a lot of other people, you know, were, were digging their music since they were supporting cage elephant and um, it was really cool. Like their manager actually got me into a Modest Mouse show at the Orange Peel that they were all like morning teleportation, the band that I made the Facebook for. They um, they were supporting Modest Mouse. And so he got me on the guest list for that Holy show. Crap. And that was like That's the first nuts. time I'd ever been on the guest list. I was like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? Like, go yeah. get my ID of the person. Be like, I'm on the list. Like, is that what I say? I'm on the you list. know, like, ooh. <laughs> that is actually how you do it, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so went that went to that. And it just kind of, you know, it was really cool to see that kind of you know, behind the scenes things where you can do, you can do work for a band and then get into the shows for free. I loved that concept. Yeah, that's super cool. And so that's basically what I did in college was I worked, we, um, I worked for the student activities board. And basically what we did was we brought all the live music to campus. 
um, through our venue Legends, and we used other bigger bigger venues as well. But that was the main one, and we just brought local bands and promoted the shows. And yeah. you know, we'd put up posters around town, spread word through social media, word of mouth, that kind of thing. And then we, you know, get to get into the show for free. And I really got to meet bands, and I met tour managers there too. And yeah. I kind of saw, you know, what their role was, and I was very intrigued by it. And um, so I did worked in promoting and then I really started to get into booking bands. I thought that that was a really fun thing to do, you know, just be a band's agent and just help them get out and spread their, spread their, their tunes. And so I started working with a couple of local bands when I was around 19 years old. I had like two on my roster. Um, and then just started booking them around town and ended up uh, applying for an internship in New York City okay. at Paradigm Talent Agency, and okay. I landed the internship. So yep. summer of my junior year, I went and worked for them, and just you know worked for really huge artists like Ed Sheeran and Lily Allen, and you know Coldplay, like all these huge bands. I just like have no idea, um, but it was cool because they were really involved, and they wanted it wasn't just like a bullshit internship. You know, it was yeah. you know I wasn't getting coffee and stuff. I was actually doing like take accounts and real work like that, yeah. which is cool. And then I came back and finished my senior year, mm-hmm. continued booking for bands. And that's actually when I started booking Rainbow Kitten Surprises at the end of that year. I, I picked them up. Because they're, they're from Boone. Yeah, they're from Boone. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're, um, they all met in the dorms at Appalachian State. That's, that's where crazy. they all founded. Yeah, that's yeah. Devil Like Me was that their big single was recorded in the dorm room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so was doing that and then ended up three weeks after graduation, landed a job back in New York City mm-hmm. uh, in Brooklyn, working for a boutique agency there. Our biggest client was like Modest Mouse and we had a lot of, we were backed by Sub Pop, so we had a lot of, um, Heck yeah. you know, Shabazz Palaces and the sorts of like that. Um, just really cool, cool music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a really great experience. Um, just going to shows all the time and, you know, really, but it's one of those things that I think agent assistants uh, are basically like slaves like they work so yeah, many hours what you like what your daily like daily life of that job was yeah so i would get in like you know the music industry the great thing about it is people stay out late for shows so they want to come into work late the next Literally, day yeah so really like most people weren't getting into their offices around 11 mm-hmm. i would you know get in around 9 or 10 just depending on how much stuff that i had to do get in and you know stay depending on the season you know if it's like south by or those kind of things and nothing's going on because everybody's at those festivals then yeah. you don't have to worry about it but you know if you're in a time crunch right before that I'd be there till 10 o'clock at night sometimes, maybe 11. Golly. And then sometimes you had shows after that too. So oh, you would go, go straight to. from work to the show yeah, and then back to work the next day. Or if hopefully the show was on a weekend and then, you know, you could just go, go to work normally. But yeah, it was definitely a lot of time intensive stuff. And, and I was also at the time when I was doing that, my um, boss let me book bands on the side. So I was booking um, Ray McKitt and Surprise at the time. And right. and it was great because I just was in such a place where if I had any questions, you know, she could give me advice, my boss at the time. And she, you know, it was just really great for Rainbow Kitten because we got to, you know, learn from an insider, like what steps to building a band was as far as touring, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we got to, it, it was cool because a lot of times in, in Boone, especially the college scene, they really bands play that out so hard and yeah. you could say you can say that about greensboro bands here too you know like yes people just play the same bars every weekend and so like there's <laughs> yes. there's nothing wrong with that but if you're not trying to if you're trying to burst out of that you can't you have to be a you know like sought out thing you know you can't play no. every weekend because then if somebody says oh well we can see them next weekend then there's yeah there's no value as much exactly 
So I would, you know, and people get so angry too because they're like, why? You know, they want more shows. But I said, you guys can only play in Boone like once every, you know, three months. Oh, wow. And they would play, but we would play Legends, a thousand people, we would sell it out. And so yeah. it's like, that's very impressive to some random agent or random label guy, you yeah, know, in like, New York City's office. Yeah. Here, and we started to do that, but we spread out in North Carolina and started to, you know, sell out shows in North Carolina and get random small little festival offers. And like, you know, we were really doing stuff. And so that was starting to really heat up and I was, you know, pretty, pretty overworked and just, I, I really love New York and, um, I just had an opportunity push before me. You know, the guys were like, we really liked, you know, having you on the road with us. Cause I went out, we can talk about my first tour with yeah, them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but they really liked having me on the road and they were like, you know, listen, you can still be our agent or you can come on the road with us and be our tour manager. And I was like, travel and not pay, you know, $1,200 a month to live Dude, in this tiny apartment. Yes. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to go travel and get paid to do that and yeah. be with my best friends and, you know, really learn how the live music scene worked in other places, like other venues and just get to see, you know, yeah. meet a whole bunch of people, network and everything. Um, so, yeah, I told them, yeah. And that's... That's how. So that's how, that's you got how it on all the bus. started. Yeah. That's nuts. So you went to New yeah. York and you came back and got that. That's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, people like you know think of going to New York as an end all be all, but you. Yeah, and I did too. And yeah. you got there. You were like, "Fuck that! I'm going back home. This yeah. is sick." Well, because for me, it wasn't going back home. It was more. Of it was I'm going everywhere else. To opportunity, yeah, exactly. I'm going all over. Like, yeah. and it's so good. Like, it's so much better than sitting behind a desk. I can only imagine. You know. But you've always been wanting to be up and going and doing something anyway, so that, it makes sense for yeah, you. Yeah, I've definitely been a busybody. Yeah, for sure. So let me jump back a little bit. What did you study in school? Public relations. Okay, so yeah. this is so indirectly yeah, what it, you're doing in a way. I definitely, my communicative skills, I can't even speak. Communi- communication skills? Yeah, wow, communication apparently yeah. this is kind of ironic. My communication App skills State. that I learned. Yeah, <laughs> I graduated, believe it or not. I have the diploma to prove it. Um, Wow. My communication skills really helped me (laughs) in my role as tour manager. But I learned a lot of that in PR. But I also kind of like to use that example as like, you don't have to, like so many people think, oh, I have to be a music studies industry, you know, major to do this, or I have to play an instrument to do this. Like, I can't play an instrument. I can play drums badly, but like, (laughs) you know, most of the time it's just, it's uh, you you can apply what you're good at to the music industry in yeah. some form. And it just goes to show, you know, if you just network and go to shows and do those kind of things, like, like I did, you know, you can make it happen for yourself, even with something just like a public relations degree. Cause I could never go into like actual corporate PR. I, that would not work for oh, me God, at all. But that's what my major is painful. for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's really not uncommon to not really use your major for what, you know, it was intended for, but that's right. really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell us about that first tour. So yeah, um, it was in the summer and I, it was actually, I was still their agent at the time. I booked that whole tour, um, myself and it was really their first time ever branching out of South Carolina, North Carolina, because I, the reason I never booked them shows out outside of the, those States was just because they were, I was trying to get them all to finish school and to graduate. And I got a couple oh, of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. got a couple of them. Cause I, you know, it's one also one of those things, like you don't know how long your career is going to last. Maybe they're talented. Maybe they'll last for, for 40 years. Maybe they won't though. Maybe they'll only last for 10 years. It's like, yeah. it's really good to have something to fall back on, even though that's not the most optimistic way, it's still a, a good pragmatic way to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, then I, I booked them up the East Coast for that tour. We went up to New York, um, did Mercury Lounge there, and a festival, another festival in upstate New York, and 
yeah, it was, it was really fun. I learned a lot as far as tour managing goes. And I mean, we were in a freaking what was it? A trailblazer, not a trailblazer, something like that. Land cruiser, okay, you, a land cruiser. Were a land we were in a cruiser? land cruiser pulling a trailer. Dri- can you imagine driving through the streets of Manhattan? And it- a oh, nightmare. So bulky. Oh, a nightmare. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely started from the bottom, that's for sure. And we uh ruined the suspension on that car. So uh, sorry, Mr. Yes. Malo. <laughs> Jeez. Um yeah. But uh That's cool. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, we all learned a lot. It was our first tour, so we I mean we were staying like in in econo lodges and you know, crashing on floors if we could. And yeah. it, it's a very cool experience and when you're starting out at that level, you're not touring to make money. It is literally touring to, to exposure to exposure yeah. at that point. But, uh, cool enough. We sold out basically that whole tour what? and our first night, it was like a six or seven gig tour. It wasn't yeah, huge by still. any means, but the first night was in Nashville and we sold out exit in, which is a very historic venue, 500 cap, which is just really impressive on our first time in Nashville selling it out was just kind of a big deal. And there were some industry people there that took notice of, and that's actually where we met our current manager. Um, shout out gray, uh, scary monsters. Uh, he, uh, that's where we met him and, you know, kind of linked up. And so ever since that point, that was kind of, you know, the starting point for us in the industry, as far as like meeting people and making the right moves, building our team, um, and everything. So that was a very, I think, pivotal moment in their career. Right. Yeah. That's not so, and this is probably also very uh, good for bands to hear. So how you were playing these shows, did you have any like intention of like meeting a manager or meet or were you looking for like labels to sign for anything or sign on to? Well, we were kind of trying to go the chance, the rapper route, yeah, well, you know, yeah. independent DIY for sure. Um, just because it's really now it's a doggy dog world. Like, Hell yeah. I know that's such a cliche, but like for, especially for labels, because it's hard for them to make money, you know, and if say for they, labels make money. Yeah. yeah. So if they can latch on to somebody that's going to be good, that's great. But sometimes it, there's just been a history of labels, especially when you're starting out that young mm-hmm. of just taking advantage of bands. And I, and yeah. I've seen it before. And so we were all very skeptical and we'd also had like kind of a, a shaky experience with a record label in the past. Um, that's a whole different story. I'm not going to get into, yeah, but you can <laughs> yeah, that for later. we'll save that for part two. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it just, we were just very hesitant and we had a lot of people, a lot of people coming up to agencies all over, you know, the big agencies, you know, paradigm, you know, wow. all these, all these big, big agencies, um, and labels and everything just hitting us up. Like I remember the label that Fetty Wap is on, they were, they would hit us up all the time what? and they really wanted us and everything. And we, I was just so just like, you know, I take meetings with them, but cause it was convenient cause I was in the New York, in New York at the time. Yeah. So I could just take meetings with these people. <laughs> I'm just like some idiot 21 year old who doesn't really know what's going on. But I'm like, yeah, I'll take a meeting with you. Also, no, we don't want your help. But, and they're like, yeah. what? That's so crazy. And that started to, you know, make waves wow. because people were like, who is this small little band? What's their name? And they're saying no to they're everybody. Like, no. what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, exactly. Like they're being mismanaged. Like so many people, I had so many people tell me how terrible of a manager I was and how they were so unlucky to have me. And I'm just like, I just want to go back and find those emails and reply to them and be like, ha Yeah, look at us now. Getting <laughs> look at on, me now. All those opportunities you're getting. Yeah. That's but nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. So the manager, you said his name's Gray? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, why him? Because he was different, you yeah. know, from all these people that we had met with. He just, it was genuine, you know, like there didn't seem, you can just tell when you speak to somebody, like what, what they're, 
true aim is yeah. and with him you know you could just tell he was a straight shooter it was always it was the music he believed in the music right and that's something that's so important now because you still do have people even people who work at labels and all that you know there are still people who truly love the music and want to to drive that creativity forward and i think we just we clicked with them and we could tell you know that's and he's awesome. also from greensboro shout out oh, shout out gray wow small world <laughs> yeah right that's sick yeah. so and and i don't i don't have much knowledge in this so is he through a label like is that how that works so he so that's a different aspect of the industry labels are different management is a different like if we're looking at like a cloud map here like okay. management is a different thing management then you have your booking agency a business manager is your accountant and then you have you know your record label and stuff like that wow okay. so right and then you get you get to touring which is touring this is where is totally, i am that's, your tour that's my thing so he's our manager he's basically like the quarterback right of everybody so he's kind of you know calling shots and and communicating to me and to our into our lawyer and yeah. to our you know whoever it is he's just kind of the one keeping it the glue together and um right yeah that's crazy so you're talking to all these people oh yeah like all the time oh yeah so how gosh how <laughs> does that, how do you manage all that um, it's really not super hard. I mean, and we all get along really well, so yeah. we communicate pretty well as far as, you know, what, what things need to get done and when, and I mean, we just email. It's really, it's just yeah. like, basically it's a, it is a regular job. People think it's, you know, just rock and roll, but like we exactly. use email, <laughs> like we're, we, you know, are still awake at, at, at uh, timely hours and you know, we do the same thing. We f- I have to fax stuff, not fax it, but like, you know, yeah, with your phone facts. and scan stuff and <laughs> PDFs. Crazy. I use PDFs sometimes. Oh, yeah, like, right. yeah, I'm an adult with a job. Damn right you are. <laughs> that's right. Cause you're, I mean, obviously there's contracts and there's, all right, sure. are you managing all that too? For, for the, for the shows? Yeah. yeah. For live shows. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that work with live shows of getting, I guess, contracts to get paid and stuff? Like mm-hmm. you don't know, each and every venue. Yeah, that's part of being a tour manager. That's part of. Oh if I can give you, if you want a little rundown of yeah, kind of like would, what I do at a I would, show. I don't know this, so I would love to hear. Yeah, this. yeah. no, totally. So basically my role as tour manager is to handle all the logistics for the tour. So like that goes as far as lodging, you know, hotels, um, that goes for our travel. Are we traveling in vans? Are we traveling on, in a tour bus? Are mm-hmm. we, you know, are we flying? Um, and I also have to ha- like deal with the venue promoters directly in advance, what they call advancing the show, which means like, let's set a time for loading. This is when we're going to get there. It's when all of our gear is going to get here. This is how many loaders we need. This is how long we need for loading. And then we need this long for sound check. And then this is what we need. This is how the rest of the show is going to go. There's opener goes on at this time. This is changeover. Then we go on. We'll be out of here here by 11 or 12, however long it will take us to load out. Wow. You know, there's a lot of logistics. And, and then there's also, I have to advance what they call as a right. Writer, yeah. which a lot of people that's our basically wish list of goodies list. yeah um yeah you know we like a grass-fed <laughs> organic beef <laughs> jerky that's actually on dr dog's rider they have grass-fed organic beef jerky what yeah yeah holy crap yeah they have a pretty some people have really pretentious writers I've like every writer has like coconut before. water on it yeah LaCroix is now the new trend. We have that on our radar. Shout out to LaCroix. Hell yeah. 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 Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So have any promoters, anyone giving you any issues? Oh, as far as the writer? Well, as far as like Anything? working together with, you know, with yeah, your needs. So, yeah. So I guess, um, I know this is something that we were discussing earlier, kind of like what makes it a, a good tour manager someone who knows how to do their job and and one of those things is being organized getting all those odds and ends but 
another important thing is to not be afraid of confrontation. That's awesome. Like yeah, tour perfect. managers. Yeah. Oh, I've yelled at plenty of people. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> I don't like to do it, but you know, I, I really, I'm very amicable. I'm very friendly. But if, if a promoter or somebody, it doesn't even have to be just a promoter. Like I've yelled at security more recently or just not, what? they're just not, you know, like there's this girl that got on stage at our show in Chattanooga or yeah. Knoxville. She got on stage. Security wasn't even paying attention. She got on stage twice. I had to throw her off. Oh. There's a picture on Instagram actually at you, RKS like, Momager. Yeah. It was me shoving her off the stage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I literally threw her off the stage. I like, oh God. But I, then I, you know, chewed out security because I'm like, dude, you're like this gate next to you. You're supposed to be watching it. Not, I know the band is good, but stop watching them. You need to watch your gate because yeah, this girl got on twice, you know? And it's, so you do have to be able to confront people if they're not, because, because at the end of the day, it's your band. Like that's my band. Like that's my, those are my boys. Like those yeah. are, I need to keep the integrity of our show together. Yeah. And if something's not running smoothly, I'm that it's my job to fix it. Right. And sometimes that means like checking a promoter or checking security or checking whoever it may be. Just, you know, but it doesn't always get to that point. Yeah. Literally eight out of 10 times, everything runs really smoothly fine, and yeah. venues are great. Like a lot, most of the time, yeah. you know, that's insane. So, yeah. So what have been some of your, I mean, what, what, what tour is this? What number tour? What number tour is this? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, <laughs> that, was, that was real bad. <laughs> How many tours would this be? For me personally yeah, or yeah. RKS? For, I've okay. gone on, because well, I'm going on tour with Hippocampus next. Oh. Yeah, I, I tour right. with more than just one band now. Damn, that's a good point. I forgot all about it. You told me that forever ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, them, well, how many tours is this for you? For me, I I, I don't know. Does count? Probably like, probably less than 10, I'm probably. I yeah. mean, but the, if you count festival weekends, like, because we would fly in and out for those just in a weekend. So, yeah. like, full-on tour tours, probably only like six, like of the long two-month yeah. kind of things. Yeah. yeah. How in the world do you prepare for, like, a two-month tour? Um, pack smart. Yeah. Roll your clothes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We j it, You just kind of figure out what you need for a couple weeks and then you gotta you know i make sure that there's places we can do our laundry yeah do you, are you actually looking at like cities where you can do laundry and take showers and stuff? well yeah well basically when we would do like a lot of venues have showers and a lot of venues have oh, laundry that. yeah so the bigger ones do but then um like so if you're on a bus then that's kind of what you what you have to do but also you can get day rooms at a hotel and then a lot of the times they'll have laundry or the venue will know of laundromats down the street or yeah. you know like little things like you just basically i just have to have all my ducks in a row and lined up make sure that we know that's awesome i didn't think about bands having laundry rooms yeah and showers and stuff that yeah shit is oh there's a badass. whole other world back there man actually no local 506 has one upstairs yeah that's that's pretty badass yeah some venues have like apartments above them yeah wow yeah that makes sense yeah i've never been to one like that but i've heard stories that is nuts if not i'm gonna build one <laughs> <laughs> that'll be my my end all so what fest have uh you ventured out to with either one of the bands um well this year we did basically rks did every festival under the sun i think we did um bonnaroo firefly sasquatch okeechobee um, I guess South by Southwest, if you want to call that a festival. And then, yeah. you know, we did ACL both weekends. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, we love Austin. Austin is crazy. So did you just stay in Austin for the, just mm -hmm. for the week? No, no, no. We oh, toured it, in between. We did. Yeah. Okay, oh my gotcha. gosh. I wish I would have, I, 
I um, asked them if we could do that, and they were like, no, we need to make money. Yeah, that's And not spend here. it all just hanging out in Austin. So I was like, all right, that's fine. That's so yeah, we did a few days. We did Tulsa, and then one in a uh, show in Kansas, and another one in Missouri, and then we came back for the next weekend. Yeah. So yeah. how is it, like, is it the same as you doing a festival? Like, how's that day run for you, preparing for a f- or it's a, it's a little different. I mean, you deal with what they call an artist liaison. So it's basically a representative for the festival who handles all the bands on a certain stage. Yeah. They're based, they're they're a per, they're the promoter that they talk to. And then you also talk to the stage manager and he basically advances, you know, production and when should you be here and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's so different because it's a you you're quick changeover and you can't go a minute over your set time like or they'll shut the PA off on you you know like you have to be very it's a lot it's a little bit more stressful just because there's other things riding on it and there you know it's like you see the killers tour buses outside here and then you know like you just have to it's just crazy like you see all their production and then you're like you know so it's just like it's just higher stakes you know um but I honestly like them because it makes my job easier because there's, they have like catering tents. You know, if you, if you've ever been to a festival like Bonnaroo or anything like that, you know, they have these huge areas backstage all for staff and artists. And it's, they have like their artist uh, lounge areas with open bars and like, you know, all these very lavish things. I remember Shaky Knees had a, uh, an IV station where if you were super hungover, what? you could go get your get a, a IV fluid, saline, <laughs> sober up, That's keep hilarious. going. Yeah, just cool, cool, like um, fun things like that. And then there's a catering, so it's like that. It makes my job easier for the guys, so I don't have to really keep them busy. They can just go, you know, here's when catering is. This is when you can go get your food. This is when you need to be back here for the set, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So it's different, but I, I like them. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you see yourself touring like for a long time? Probably. I really like the lifestyle. I think I'm well suited for it. Um, I don't mind living out of a suitcase. Uh, I definitely could see myself doing this until basically I get way too tired of it. (laughs) Like I'm just exhausted and can't do it anymore. Like could you see yourself doing it like jumping literally from like a long tour to a long tour to a long tour? Or do Um, you need the breaks? I definitely think breaks are important in between. You definitely have to have at least a solid two weeks to really wind down but that's really all i need is two weeks two weeks and you're ready to go yeah because i i mean this past year i went from touring with rks three days later flying to ireland with Scythian, and then from ireland flying to new york flying to pittsburgh to meet hippocampus hopping on their tour bus for another week and then flying back home so it was like that was you know it's a it's a lot i did it but like you definitely need breaks in between <laughs> oh that's nuts so how'd you yeah. meet how'd you get on with hippocampus so they're on our same management. So Scary Monsters. Gotcha. Um, Jeff is another manager that works for them. So okay. Gray and Jeff are partners. Jeff manages Hippocampus. So um, I just went to shadow their tour manager the last time when I went on with them for that week because we're we're starting our own bus or we're getting our own bus soon. And so it's like important. You need to know different logistics for a bus tour. It's a lot bigger. A lot of things you wouldn't think of. Like, mm-hmm. hmm, can we where can we park our bus overnight? You know, like we're going to be getting to the city at three in the morning. Can we park it at the venue? Yeah. Or can we like, yeah, Walmart, whatever. That's nuts. That's cool that you're up to a bus. You know, obviously you hear about people in vans and stuff and you know, Jacob has, Jacob has some experience in that sleeping on floors and all that shit. Um, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Actually, I'm reluctant. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give you any information, but I'm able to go on, on a tour soon. So I'm very excited. I'm gonna say any bands. I'm gonna say any information, but I'm very excited to go on one. Yeah. When did this happen? Since we this had coffee. Recently, yes. Okay, I was gonna say if you did not tell me this. 
because I can't. Last I'm going to keep it under wraps. Okay, yeah. And okay, we'll talk it's about it later. Great. Yeah, after, yeah, we'll talk about it later. And after, <laughs> I'll tell you how it went because yes. I always wanted to go on one tour. Oh, it's so awesome. So you're going, are you going on a bus or just on a tour? It's on a, I think it's in a van. In a van. Yeah, See, you have to get stuff. those experiences, man. Yeah. That's how I've gotten so close to these guys. And it's, it's funny because I'm actually the only girl out of you know nine oh, people yeah, think about that too yeah right so it's it's different but like these dudes have become like my brothers you know like you just you I, they're basically my roommates and you live in a van yeah you know that's what like I, yeah, that's, it, that's what really I, what it is like you learn people's bodily sounds and like where like who <laughs> that smell came from like you just you end up learning that you know like just from being in a van with them for so long like yeah it's definitely a really cool experience. I'm glad that you'll be able to. Yeah, that'd have be cool. That. I'm so, that's why I love that you mentioned all that because obviously hearing stories from like Jacob and <laughs> <laughs> bands he's been in and tell me a story about that. He says it's a lot of fun, but yeah. Wait, you know, are, you, are you in a punk band? I guess okay, they're, yeah. So they're <laughs> trash people. So it's probably. A little, <laughs> I mean, we're trash people too. They just don't play punk music. But yeah. did that, you do? By the way, did you make the music for the theme? Yeah. That is so good. Yeah, if you need an agent, like seriously, just call me because I really was digging that. It was really yeah, good. Jacob, yeah, we I actually played oh, bass. Oh, you did? Yeah. You played bass? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did play bass in that. <laughs> Screw that. That bass line is sick. It is sick. You I should, loved it. Yeah. You should actually put the music at this part right here so people can hear it. I'm just playing. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> just play it on loop throughout the whole thing. But yeah, Jacob was the mastermind of all the music. Very cool. Yeah, Very lots cool. Lots of experience in that. Um, but Jay's interview is coming up soon. Don't worry. He was gonna, he's gonna get interviewed. It's gonna be great. But back to you. <laughs> um, so speaking on that, segue into that. Um, give us some ups and downs of even though you love doing it. There's obviously parts that are pretty shitty. So can you maybe talk about some things that have been shitty? Yeah. It? So I'll start. Yeah, I'll definitely. I'll start with the downs. The downs are not being there for you know special family moments. Yeah. Like I missed my uh, brother and sisters or my brother and sister-in-law rather <laughs> baby shower mm-hmm. which or gender reveal and that was just kind of like i would have loved to have been there but yeah. they're actually due soon and I, but i fly out in four days and so she's we're expecting her any day now because she was her due date was two days ago oh yeah you told me yeah about and that. so i might be missing like the birth of my first niece oh. slash nephew um because of tour and so those things are really tough you get you miss a lot you know and a lot of the guys have girlfriends fiancés so it's like oh, yeah, you're away true. from the people that you love and it, and it gets to be really really tiresome tiresome because you're also working your ass off yeah. you know working staying up late and then having to get up and do the next Super pack up and do and the stuff. next thing yeah. the next day the same thing and it's it's really tiresome and then it's like people you know get upset because you're not talking to them as much as they wish you were but it's like you miss them so much and that you it's just it's so hard to to do that from the road from a distance but um that's probably the biggest and i mean and obviously just like not being able to sleep in your own bed yeah oh god that's um that's a little tough yeah um but yeah i mean that's probably as bad as it gets as far as downs but like so it's really not too terrible it's business um, important things and all but that. yeah but yeah. the upside is you get to travel the world and see places you never knew you could yeah um at least for me and then just being with my best friends honestly like it's the best job in the world you know i couldn't i can't see myself you know being happier anywhere else just because i love the people that i work with and we all get along so well and we're all experiencing these things together yeah and it's such a beautiful uh, beautiful moment i think in all of our lives and so um that would just be the upside that's insane that's awesome i i feel that either in those situations you're touring and being with the same people like 
for hours and days at a time you probably end up getting really close or starting hating each other yeah well no well exactly i mean and don't get me wrong it's not all like oh buddy buddy like there are times where we piss each other off like for sure especially since we all know what gets under each other's skin (laughs) you know it's just it's easier to do but but at the end of the day we all love each other and we know that and that's why it's so important to have those breaks too yeah it's like you need to get like there's some you know some band members that i talk to all the time even if we're not on tour and then there's some band members who i'm the closest of friends with on tour who i don't even speak to until we get back on tour just because it's like we need that decompressing yeah, and like sure. we get it you know we know we all just kind of need our moment to recollect and then we'll come back and we'll be good but it's like you definitely have to have those those times of separation or else you will go crazy <laughs> yeah that's crazy so wow how your parents feel about you doing this they're surprisingly supportive as two yeah. very old Catholic people. Yeah, they're very supportive of my rock and roll lifestyle. I love your yeah. No, they love it. They they rock um, you know, band t shirts all the time and they yeah. come to shows and yeah, they're really great. They, you know, spread the word and tell their friends about them. And they're, they're very, very supportive. And they actually like the music, too, which is nice. But um, it's funny. We we actually headlined a festival called Hoopla in Virginia where it's done by Devil's Backbone and they're a brewery. And part of the shtick of headlining is that you get to have your own beer made by the brewers and you get what? to name it whatever you want. Yeah, it's like your that band's awesome. beer. Yeah, it's really cool. My dad loves to brew beer. He, he does it in his spare time and he, he's really good at it too. Um, so he it was cool for him to be able to, to go see the, the band and then drink their beer and he was so into it. And so, yeah, they really love they love the band and love what I do. And they just I think that they're just more so proud of me and seeing me excel, you know? Yeah, for sure. As hopefully not pretentious as that really sounds. No, but. <laughs> definitely not. I think it's cool that, you know, no matter what you went to school for, that you're doing something that you enjoy doing. I'm sure that has made them very happy. Yeah, That's really cool. I love that. So for someone that, and you've mentioned a lot of things that you need to be a tour manager, but just to kind of put it all in one big category. So if someone's thinking about doing this, what would you tell them to um, kind of get them ready for the this journey with advice? Like kind of like how to get involved or well, like... This advice like what they how, need to be. What they need to be as far as a person yeah. or, you know, how to get to where you are. Yeah. So you definitely, it's a whole lot of organization. Yeah. You know, I've always been kind of very meticulous as far as, as, far as details and, and that sort of thing goes and planning things. Like, it's all about planning and how you and how well you can do that and how good you are at sticking to deadlines and, you know. Um, sometimes what they call backwards planning is like you see you have this date in mind and you need to do all these things before this certain date hits, you know, like, um, that's just kind of stuff that you really have to be aware of if you're, you know, and a lot of people, they say, people think that if you work in the music industry, you might be lazy or unmotivated, but that's definitely not at all how it is. Like people have to, you have to really work your ass off and be willing to put in the long hours and, you know, lug a drum case, whatever it is. Like there's, (laughs) there's different, and it's being able to adapt. I think that's probably the most important thing is being able to adapt in whatever you're thrown, you know, like you have to, a lot of what I do is kind of floating around seeing what's needs to be done and you just have to jump in head first and, you know, yeah, just test it out and make mistakes, learn from them, but be able to adapt for sure That's to whatever awesome. is thrown at you. Yeah. I figured like also making connections while you're on the road too. Oh yes. Networking. It is. And I know this is also a cliche, but it's not what you know. It's who, you know, Yeah, is so true, especially in the music industry. Most definitely. That's all it is, is at music festivals and those, those little artist lounges. It's all agents and these buddies being like, Oh, do you know this name drop? Blah, 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 blah. blah. And they all like have common (laughs) clients and they're like, and then it's just like a circle jerk of name dropping. (laughs) Um, that's basically what that's like. So yeah. And, but it, it is really who, you know, but I mean, that's how I got involved. That's how I got my internship was Randy Kelly shout out dude like 
homie G built the music scene in Boone and really has just worked so hard. Um, and he got me a paradigm internship. The, a girl that I assisted at paradigm got me my job, you know, at, at the boutique agency in New York, you know, like all these people were my references. And that's like, that's so important to the other people that they know they can move you up in the world. Like you just have to just make a good reputation, you know, be cool, you know, but also get your shit done. Exactly. And I think obviously people are noticing that you're doing that, and that's why they want you to work with them. Oh, you're a good job. That's cool. Like I've known you for a long time, so I'm happy that you're doing your shit. Thanks. It's awesome to see. But yeah, people network. That's what yeah. it's about. Yeah. And working hard and and doing whatever. So that's thank that's, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I learned a lot because I did not know that there were. I knew there were different parts of the team and shit yeah. but like all those different parts is yeah is it's a crazy. fluid machine there's yeah. a lot and there's a lot more to it that i didn't even you know get into but there's different you know veins for everything but yeah um if anybody's interested in learning a little bit more there's a really good book um it's called all you need to know about the music industry by david like passman that's probably wrong i don't there's know someone's probably wrong. screaming you it should tell us some correct information if you know yeah <laughs> sorry you can google it it's, it's called all you need to know about the music <laughs> business and it will give you information on all the different parts yeah that's awesome. of the music business well if you're interested please um read that book <laughs> and don't think is this job is all glamorous and stuff because you're gonna work for it god dang it it's not you're gonna be sweaty most of the time and you're gonna smell like rachel does right now donald passman that's his name i was close i said david i don't know david donald yeah last name right that's all that matters so thank you to jacob his name is donald (laughs) Donald passman Passman. everything you want to know about music all you need to know about the music business business (laughs) so i I wouldn't pay attention at all He's been looking in a mirror this whole time we've been talking. You haven't been paying attention. You're just looking at yourself. I wish. I look good today, too. <laughs> Yo, thank you. <laughs> thank- oh, yeah, actually, no. Where, where can we find Rainbow Kitten Surprise? Uh, Spotify, iTunes. Yeah. You can go to rksband.com. Yeah. Go to com slash tour. You can find out where we'll be going. We only have one date posted right now, though, but that's London. Wow. London? London. Okay. Wait, say, Jacob, what were you saying? All right, fine. Well... Oh my god, when are you going to London? When? Yeah. March. Oh, we oh, don't say that. Six. No, it's okay. Oh, okay. It's announced. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, good point. That's another thing. <laughs> it's where, announced. You, where are you going? So, on this tour, you're going where? Oh, you, oh for Hippocampus, yeah. we're going. I'm flying out to Montana. We're playing Bozeman. We're going to Vancouver, um, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, San Diego, kind of up all up and down Phoenix, Salt Lake City, those kind of areas. Yeah. West Coast. Damn, that's not fair. I'm so stoked. I love the West Coast. It's beautiful. It'll be warm out there. It's not, it's, it's, uh, it's not warm. I was going to say it's kind of warm here, but it's really not. It's it kind of warm, warm yesterday. Down, no, I don't know. It's like 55 degrees yesterday, which is a lot better than the 20 it was the other night. Yeah. It drops again. <sighs> Dude, is yeah. it really going to drop this weekend? I know, but I'm going to Montana first and then Vancouver. Like, it's going to be cold and then it'll get warmer for me, but it's fine. I'll be fine. Anyways, <laughs> Rachel, I love you. Daniel, I love you. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for having the, me. All the things. Yeah. Also follow me at RKS Momager on really Instagram. I don't care about your. I know you don't care. You already follow me. It's fine. I'm telling everybody follow else. Follow Rachel was like, yeah. on Instagram Thank at you. RKS Momager. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I am the Chris Jenner of Rainbow Kitten Surprise. That's right. <laughs> cool.
cool well thanks for coming and thanks for all this wonderful information and i hope people got something from it because i did cool cool later later